cheers to another episode of the Wine Notes Podcast. I'm your guide, AJ Weinzettel, on this journey of stories showcasing the people behind the wonderful world of wine, where we dive into conversations ranging from terroir, viticulture, to favorite music, superpowers, and more. Please enjoy this episode of the Wine Notes Podcast. Michael, Mariel, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, yeah. thank you for having us. Totally. Yeah, yeah, we're thrilled to be here. Yeah, I mean, fall is actually like here now. We're rainy yes. and temperatures are starting to cool down. And it's holy the best cow. time of year. And harvest is done. Yes. That's the important Harvest is part. done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we pulled in our last fruit October 4th. 5th. 5th. Fourth yeah. or fifth? Fourth, Fourth or fifth. fifth. Yeah. yeah. That works. Yeah, we're yeah. tired. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's hard to remember dates at this yeah. point. Yeah. I, I can imagine. Mm. Uh, shall I start off with a little bit of a blind wine? Please do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, as um, I tell everybody, I try to find a connection with okay. the blind wine in you. Um, and, you know, you can say whatever you want to. You can say it's yummy. You can say it's awful. You can say <laughs> you nerd out on it. It is totally, completely up to you. Cool. Um, and then toward the end of the podcast, I will reveal what we have. Cool. Oh, I'm nervous. You know, it's fun to, you know, have a little bit of a blind wine and just... No, that's super fun. Yeah. Mm. You're giving me testing PTSD right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you got to have a reason to go to therapy. <laughs> it's cool. There's some maturity, like, right on the nose. Mm-hmm. Like that cool, like, honey waxy mm-hmm. thing. So definitely some, like oxidation whether that's intentional in the style or not but it seems like vibrant in the nose too yeah i've uh i opened it about an hour ago and uh, you know i wanted to make sure it's kind of at room temperature i wanted it to be overly mm. chilled mm. yeah pretty mm-hmm. yeah super pretty like honey oxy overtones like right. super elegant integrated mm-hmm. you get that like pervasive like kind of like twinkling minerality it's yeah, it's pretty beautiful. Yeah, cool, very cool. Very okay. European taste. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go back in time a little bit. Sure. You had a tasting set up at Flanor that got canceled. Yes. And you ended up going to Bergstrom. Yes. For that tasting. Yes. And Michael, you were at Bergstrom as well, mm-hmm. doing the the tasting. Yeah. Um, from Mariel and her friends. Or friend, and you know, it was a bad day for them. And you kind of like brought a ray of sunshine into their day. Mm. He did indeed. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He whistled me anything that day. <laughs> anything. <laughs> and you ended up getting, you know, an industry discount because mm-hmm. your mom, you know, right. uh, your parents have a bottle shop in Maine. They do, yeah. Uh, but tell me some more about that day. Um, yeah, I, I think that we sort of, uh, I think he could tell that I like knew a little bit about wine and I was sort of geeking out over a few things. And, um, you know, it was just the two, it's just my friend Courtney and I and him sitting in, it was freezing in there. Um, cause they used to do the tastings in the barrel room at Berkshire. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, it was just like, we had a good conversation. He's obviously very attractive. Um, <laughs> you know, so that always helps. Um, but yeah, we just kind of had a good conversation. Very cool. Yeah. Went back a few weeks later and geeked out about wine again. And then, yeah. Yeah. So at at what point, Michael, where you're like, who is this person? (laughs) And like, they, they, she knows about wine and like, what, what, 
intrigued you to offer up the industry discount and get her like phone number. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I didn't think that that was what was happening. That went right over my head. Yeah. So I had no idea. Um, yeah, I, I'll take credit for that. That's pretty. I thought that was pretty sly. That was super sly. Um, super sly. So sly, I didn't even know what was happening. Mm. So there you go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, mostly just easy, you know, you have a connection with someone and, um, talking about, you know, uh, I don't know, nerding out on something. And then when someone can kind of like be like, oh yeah, da da da, And you're like, wait, but really, <laughs> <laughs> how do you know that? Okay, like, that's cool. All right. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's, 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 uh, you know, frames of reference. So I right. mean, she had some sort of background or, you know, affiliation or, you know, I, you, you know, worked in your mom's shop and so on and so forth, but you, um, I don't know, more than that, it's, people don't really have that level of knowledge unless there was like some sort of self-pursuit or self-interest as well right. as just like hearing geeky things in passing. Mm-hmm. So um, you kind of had like the framework or the mechanics to, um, I don't know, just like continue yeah. those interesting conversations and, um, you know, I can talk about that stuff all day long. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that, that's awesome. Then you were bachelor editing it up and you had a bunch of expired stuff in your fridge. So That's... what what were some of the things yeah. that were so expired and like uh-huh. Oh god. I forgot about the story. Yeah, he came to my house uh. and he was like, This is expired. This is, I'm like, condiments don't expire, I don't think. I don't think condiments expire. Yeah. But yeah, there was lots of things that he was like pulling out of my if it's um a bit of disarray, perhaps, in my kitchen. I'm a very clean person, but I'm a little, like, disorganized, let's say. Right, um, right. So he was, like, going through. There was a day that he pulled everything out of all of my cabinets and set it all on the counters. And I was like, this is embarrassing. Um, so, yeah, there was... I think there was That's like... That's why I did it. I wanted to shame you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I tried to invite all of your friends over so they could see too, yeah. but everyone well, was busy. Well, it worked. I was shamed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you're here to talk about it today. Yeah. And here, and here we are. I was, I was trying to establish how well we would work on problems together. Like, <laughs> yeah. problem solving. Like, right. let's just get this out in the open. <laughs> right. Like, like just, you have expired things and I need them gone. And I was like, but I yeah. like my old mayonnaise. You know, yeah. things like that. I felt condiments are probably neutral. Like, if we were going to navigate, like, the wine business and like kids and families right. and you know all that kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff like start at condiments see how it goes, see how it goes. Yeah. 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 yeah it went okay I was shamed for sure but like at the end of the day it was so much better organized <laughs> he's very good at those kinds of things so Lots. yeah mm. I lucked out there very nice yeah. yeah very nice in talking about your your parents's bottle shop mm-hmm. what was that okay so I was going to say what was that like growing up and the reason I ask, do you all know who Gary Vaynerchuk is? Yes. So, I mean, he grew up yeah. in kind of a similar fashion. I kind of got an idea of, you know, his point of view. Yeah. But I'm kind of curious of your So this came about a little later in life for my mom. She was like a healthcare lobbyist, actually, for <clears throat> about 20 years prior to them moving to the East Coast. And my stepdad's um, an emergency doctor. Um, and so she started by just managing the shop originally and then they bought in like an ownership stake of it so I didn't I wasn't really a part of it until um I moved to Maine uh, like I think I was 21 yeah and so I worked there a little bit and worked um around the corner at, at the wine bar that it was originally associated with the shop um and just it was a good, great learning experience. My parents got really into wine when I was like in high school um, and travel a bunch for it and let me drink wine at the table. So that was always nice. So I got an early exposure. You know, you start at like 
<clears throat> Santa Margarita Pinot Grigio and go onwards and upwards from there. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, so it was cool. Like, I'm, you know, my mom always says this really corny thing to me, which I make fun of her for. Because but she's like, wine is a journey. Yes. Did I tell you? Did I tell you that? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do my research. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so she says, um, she says that all the time. And I'm always like, you know, rolling my eyes. But, you know, it really is. It's true. Like, it kind of, it can take you a lot of places and um, kind of combines all the things I love. Language and travel and culture and food and all the things. So, um, no, I'm very grateful to them for kind of exposing me to that and being able to be a part of it and work the shop and work tastings. Right. It's a good way to kind of dip your toes in the pool yeah i'm still mad at them for not telling me that i could have like gone on and done a degree in it because i think i would have done that but mm. that's okay yeah, so it's, no. <laughs> it, it, it's difficult i mean you want yeah. you want your kids to grow up with the stability and like yeah you know you were in like healthcare, mm -hmm. so they're like healthcare wine right mm. <laughs> right <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah so yeah it's just a different route big is. contributors to the wine industry yeah healthcare workers Healthcare workers drink them. quite a bit, oh, yeah. so, you know. Yeah, they, <laughs> and I certainly did my part. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. But, no, it was fun. It was fun to be a part of it. And it's still there. Um, my mom doesn't manage the day-to-day -day operations anymore, but she sure gets wine at cost, and that's the important thing. That is the important <laughs> thing. Yes. Totally. Um, yourself, Michael, you were a, um, I'm going to mispronounce this, a Maui Tie Fighter? No, oh, uh, for yeah, ten Mo years? Muay Thai. Muay, yes, yeah, yes. Um, yep, yep. Uh, competitive Muay Thai in uh, kind of the Bay Area, and then uh, in Arizona. Yeah. Why? Um, <laughs> I like doing um, like hard things, like complex problem solving, I right. guess, um, but not like sitting and doing complex problem solving, like actively <laughs> doing complex problem solving. Right. Um, and, uh, I love just sports and athletics and, and I, I'm a minimalist. Um, and right. so I could, um, do this with, um, rolling in flip-flops every day, um, maybe wrapping my hands and then, you know, could get to work. Nice. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's why I'm not like a, like a hiker, you know, cause you need like a kit and all the things. <laughs> yeah. Like right. a walkie talk, you know, I don't know the things that hikers need, but like it's a, a lot. Yeah. Then you take, it's safe. I think yeah, for safety. Way, you have like a telephone. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, or, or, I mean, if you're in a group, you yeah. know, you might want a walkie talkie for yeah. short range. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Heads up. There's a gecko up on the left. You might want to check out real cool gecko. You know, Over. Over. <laughs> gecko yeah. on the left. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that is very awesome. You brought a few wines. We did. Yes. Do you want to dive into one of them? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, uh, we can go us or yeah, start with bounce ours. around. Sounds or good. Us, okay. Whatever you want to do. Maybe we'll go backwards. Should we go backwards? <laughs> Whatever you want. This. I'm not sure. It's all up to you. Okay. The pressure is on right now. Yeah. Okay. Let's. We can do us. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, this is Chardonnay. Can I pour for you? Yes. Thank you. So you were telling me when you came in, you just hand bottled these right um yep this was the old uh keg in a basement um <laughs> on top of uh you know some other recently bottled wine in boxes and just you know gravity siphoned into magnum so um, no disbargement so just um bottled with plenty of oxygen especially uh, pulling out of the keg and right um but kind of a cool you know 
I don't know, it's good to have things around that you want to drink and pull and we try to prevent ourselves from pulling like finalized labeled bottlings as much as possible. So this is kind of like the family stash. Very nice. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing this today. Oh, yeah. 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 No, it's, it's... got to be a very special little bottle. Yeah. Thanks. Um, but hopefully with that auction, we get a little more, just a little more expression a little earlier on. Um, but I yeah. think the, you know, they'll age quite well, so. Well, I'm very curious to, to try this. I know at the, the Neskowin uh, Wine Festival, mm -hmm. you poured me the, I think it was the 22 Zenith uh, yeah. Vineyard Chardonnay. Yeah. And I absolutely loved it. Um, Thank you. And I think that, like one of the first words out of my mouth was like, this has got to be in stainless for quite a bit of time. Interestingly, mm. it wasn't. It was in stainless for like a few weeks, three weeks, th yeah. three to four weeks, just at the end there. Um, it spent most of his life in neutral punchins, okay. like some Austrian and French punchins. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of minimalist with the process. Um, you know, we, uh, I guess we'll speak into to, to maybe the profile, maybe the, um, what you felt was kind of the linear or brightness or acid perception of stainless steel. Um, I like, uh, I like the idea of working with a lot of texture. I think that a big, um, aspect for me, or at least kind of what wine has brought out, I, I have, I love food, I love cooking, um, and it's kind of like the assemblance of all those ingredients that they don't just add the thing that you're adding, but they add continually contrasting elements. Right. And so um, I think with the texture that we're able to get on this wine, um, there's even more perceptible acidity than maybe even the chemistry would say. Um, I remember while making this wine, you know, I uh, consulted some fellow winemaker friends of mine um, who are all super awesome um, and like way better winemakers than me and properly educated and all of them they were like oh I would I'd, I would have said if I had bumped that to you know six whatever so on and so forth and then TA and whatnot and um, I'm like okay good to know good to know good to know like three people who are way smarter than me and like this is what they would do okay I'm not gonna do that because <laughs> then like I'll know you know because right. if I if I can't make that wine and know you know then how do I know if whatever thing I'm correcting or adding if, if I'm going in the right direction or, or if that's what's best for the wine. Right. Um, so it's cool that, you know, maybe you note that, um, that it feels like it's stainless. Um, I feel like that's been a lot of the early perceptions of the wine. It's, it's obviously very youthful. It's like really shut down right now. Um, so, you know, kind of on day four and five, we kind of get a better idea of the, the fruits and things going on. Um, but yeah, I, I like, uh, for now, uh, at least, I, I don't like changing the chemistry on our wine. So um, what we what we pick with is what we work with. No, and that then that's great. And <clears throat> the wine here today in the glass, it's is it the same? It is. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Good. Good. I'm glad to get to revisit it and yeah. like, reacquaint uh, myself with it. Um, I just love like if I had to pick out one thing in particular, it's the finish on this. Thank you. It just lingers and lingers and lingers, and it's just it's. You get that, I call it a, a, a racy edge, but you have to kind of pay attention to actually get it and grasp it. But I like that. Yeah. Right? Because I want something that intrigues me, that catches my attention, that I have to dig deep a little a little for to, to really appreciate. Because, you know, a lot of, you know, some of the other Chardonnays, you know, they're 
you know, they're very high acidity and it's just a big old mouthful. And you're like, immediately you're like, Oh, hi. (laughs) But this, this is, this is that leanness that I, that I really appreciate. Cool. Yeah. We were pretty happy with it. I'm very excited when the, with the finished product, like we, I think like last night we're sitting on the couch drinking it, uh, they say don't get high on your own supply, but um, we tend to pull this out <laughs> quite a bit just because I think we both really love drinking it, and right. I think that's a sign that we've done something right. If we're if we've made something that like pleases our palates, then we're happy with that and like excited that other people, right. you know, find the same in it. So yeah. yeah. And, and don't they say? I mean, you should make stuff for your palate that you like. Yes. And yeah. not for everybody else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I somewhere. think that'd be too hard. I, I, don't, <laughs> I mean, this is hard, but it's um, like a like a personal challenging thing that I that I, that I can tackle. Um, but I think if I had to make wine for someone else's specific palate for a, another reason, it would just be right. too, it would just be too difficult. Mm-hmm. There, I this I feel like I'm so connected to the process, and actually, um, the kind of chardonnay you describe. Early on, it's or maybe ten years ago um, at this point, but I think that's what I would have wanted to make initially, starting down this journey. And you know, wine's funny like that. Like you, I remember going down like the the acid rabbit hole with Riesling and 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 Gruner, right. um, and 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 Aligote even, and 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 Brut Nature Champagne, and all these things, and thinking like there's no limit. Right. <laughs> There's no limit. Like we're just gonna sour skittle this all the way. <laughs> Wheels fall off, um, and then you sort of get to this point where you're like, oh, like there's a redundancy here sometimes. Um, right. Oh, sometimes the the acid is sort of there, and the other elements aren't in balance, or it, you know, there's there's so much striking quality to the acidity that limits the complexity, or or the, the evolution of the wine when it's in the glass, or when it's in your mouth, or you know, so on and so forth. So, um, actually. This gentleman, um, you know, one, one of the gods here, um, Shav, there's a really cool podcast with him, and he describes uh, Marcel and Roussan Vineyard that he farms, and they're so old and they're so mangled, and they can't tell the difference between what's Marcel and what's Roussan. Oh, wow. And so he doesn't treat it broadly specific, and it allows him to look at different elements that maybe other people wouldn't look at. Um, and one of the things he talks about is um, the. Again, from a chemistry standpoint, if you looked at that Marsan Roussan, um, you'd say, like, don't don't make wine from this. <laughs> like, there's no acid. Right. Um, and, you know, he says 10 years in bottle, 15, 10 or 15 years in bottle, and the acid comes back. The freshness comes back. Um, and so, you know, it, it's these, like, ever-changing concepts that um, I love so much about doing this because it's not just like, okay just crank up the acid. Okay, just use new oak. Okay, just do this. Because you can, at least for me, it's like you taste those wines and I'll get geeked out about them. And then it's like, ah, there's, there's something else here. What, what else is there? What else is there? What else is there? Right. Um, so I love hearing about winemakers who are just like so far down the rabbit hole that they're just thinking about things <laughs> in a totally different way. Right. Um, where they're like, yeah, this, this chemistry doesn't make sense, but just wait 10 years from now, you'll see it. it, it and yeah, as you're describing this, I'm like, how in the world does he even like have the vision to say in ten or fifteen years right. it will be perfect? Yeah, it's that's that's pretty mind-boggling intense, to intense me. Skill. Well, and we have to take those lessons from people who have worked so hard for so long and farmed those plots of land and and you know have access to those vines and they've gotten to taste 
wines from that plot that are 10, 20, 30, 40 years old. And they're like, you know what, my, my father or my grandfather, so mm -hmm. on and so forth, mm -hmm. made these wines. And maybe I would change some things about them, but there's something here. Like, they figured something out, man. Like, right. whoa. Like, yeah. nobody else would have known that this is here, but they figured it out. And so carry that forward while kind of putting your own style on it and your own, you know, techniques and, and ways of thinking. Uh, but just that whole idea that like, wow, okay, like te the texture and, and time and sometimes varietal can even go away. And, and the part I love is that the chemistry can go away um, if you're really sensorially like really involved, like really involved right. um, from a sensory process. Um, you can kind of forget about a lot of the other kind of productive aspects, Yeah, well, I think. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. <laughs> Um, the other thing I'm kind of thinking about, you know, you're taking all the condiments out of the the cabinet yeah, yeah. and growing up, you know, you would all, you were trying to put together four and five course meals. Did you ever take like everything out of your mom's cabinets and like sort it all out? And... I, I would be great on chopped. You would. Honestly. He he can take anything out of, yeah. the, out of, he can look in our fridge and I'm like, we have no food. There's nothing to eat. <laughs> and he'll go in there and then like 30 minutes later, he's like, oh, I just whipped this up. And it's like this amazing, it's something you could have at a restaurant. I'm just like, I can't do that. I don't cook that way. I cook and I'm pretty good at it, but like I do yeah. not cook that way. But if he had a basket of stuff and they're like, here's um, a pear and mm. some chocolate and some peanut butter and uh, some, some shrimp or something like that, yeah. he would be like, oh, I got this. And I would be sheer panic yeah. like, like I, I would be too. I would just chop it all up and be like there's my attempt right. and he would create yeah. you know create something so it's impressive that's that's Good it's job. not it's not impressive that's easier for me <laughs> than reading a recipe yeah I'm yeah. like reading oh a recipe God. or thinking of a way that like my mom has shown me how uh, to do it and he's just like I'm gonna wing it and I'm just like that's so stressful to me me pulling up a recipe on the internet and then I'm like staring at a screen and I'm just instantly depressed and then like my fingers are sticky and I can't touch the key I don't know like it's bad put it throw it away you know like you know, yeah. smell it touch it taste it we'll put it together yeah that's is easier. that something that like you got from your mom or you just like hey i'm just gonna play with this and figure it out um i started doing that stuff i think because i like wasn't a super cool kid you know growing up none of us were yeah. but like <laughs> you you find things right and right. like we didn't um you know my mom single mom um with me and my sister um and it was like my sister was in, she was like super athletic and she was into running and she did art and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I like, I didn't like have a thing, right? And then um, food, I don't know, food was um, like gourmet food wasn't a thing I knew anything about. Um, you know, we needed like a lot of like white bread, craft single sandwiches, you know? Right. Um, and like crystal light, right? Like that's what you drink, like a, like a lot of crystal light. <laughs> yes. Um, and then uh, condiments is a funny thing because like, you know, and, and even like, like inexpensive food, it has a lot of really accessible flavors and things that we really love, right? Like you think like ketchup and it's like, okay, like the acid and the sweetness and, um, you know, even like the like weird umami of like fake cheese. Um, 
you know, a lot of these flavors and these things are just kind of like ramped up in a direction. They just need like complexity and balance and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think, you know, you start messing around with like pickles and like <laughs> cheese and all these things. And you're just building like acid on top of fat, on top of umami, on top of, you know, all these other he elements. He likes a peanut butter and cheese sandwich. You ever had it? really freaks me out. Sourdough? It sourdough toast? Out. Oh. Peanut butter <laughs> and cheese. I mean, first of all, I'm like <laughs> metaphysically allergic to peanut butter. It's like I'm... I'm spiritually allergic to it. It's, I can't stand it. Yeah, but he right. puts it together with cheese on a sandwich. Yeah. And I just watch him eat this. And he looks like he's getting so much. And I tried it once. I tried it just the other day. Remember you made me take a bite? Yeah. It was weird. But I, it's it sort of, I didn't hate the peanut butter as much as I thought. It's like a very yeah. weird thing that you do, though. <laughs> okay, so like, it's. Just like a slice of cheddar cheese with right. peanut butter. Sharp, um, sharp cheddar sharp cheese. Cheddar. Crunchy peanut butter. And then just like toasted, like sourdough. Bread. Wow. So you get that sour and the fat and the salt. Um, it wasn't that, let's just say, really it wasn't good. the weirdest thing I've ever yeah. had. I was like, this, right. I don't think I'll do this again. And actually great but... with champagne and super <laughs> filling and hearty. And right. so like for harvest, you you know, you got fat and protein and carbs. Um, and, and again, it's good with champagne. So you know, like, why not? And it's cheap. <laughs> yeah. Very cheap. Yeah. I'm going to have to try that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds absolutely spectacular. Michael's recipe of the week: peanut yeah. butter and cheese sandwich on sourdough. Yeah, and that one was that was my dad. That's oh. how it's he uh, <laughs> he put that in. He was an, he was an old school bodybuilder and like a hockey player, and so he was always like trying to get protein and stuff in. Is right. that something you do? That's a way to do it. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you you've been kind of all over a little bit. Like you've been to Sonoma, Arizona, and all through Napa. What, and you know, and, and here you are also a, a TIE fighter. Like, how in the heck did you even get into wine? Um, how did I get into wine? We, I think it was um, kind of along with Muay Thai. So I was in Santa Rosa. Right. And um, didn't have, you know, exposure to wine at that point um, in high school. I think that was like the fourth high school I went to at that point in time. <laughs> um, for very, I was not a good student. Um, definitely. <laughs> not, like a, not like a violence, not like a maniac. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody was thinking that. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know how that came up. Um, <laughs> yeah, just like, uh, I don't know, like, I, you know, it's like, do you want to go to geometry class or do you want to go, like, hang out in a music room and, like, Play the instruments and goof off, and you know I always chose that. (laughs) Um, Hard time sitting still, I think, is mostly what it comes to, and hard time doing one thing, or you know, just just like this is your thing, this is what you do. I I always have to have like lots of things, and then I always have to see how far they go. (laughs) So Muay Thai was a friend introduced me to it, and um, some guy who was like his coach because he was fighting at the time. It just did like his like ninth tour um, in a country I can't pronounce, and then he put gloves on me, and then he beat the crap out of me. Right, I was like fifteen, and this like military assassin just like pulled, blew my nose open, you know, with like effortlessly, like effortlessly, right. like he didn't quite <clears throat> mean to, but probably kind of meant to, like, you know, like a little bit, like. Um, and then the next day I came back, and then he was like, he was just like, I never thought, I didn't think you'd come back. And, you know, it turns out he's a really, really busy and really high-level individual. Um, and so he doesn't like to spend time with people who aren't, like, super committed. Um, and so he kind of took me under his wing, and I was with my best friends at the time. And so, you know, that just made sense, uh, you know. Um, and then 
wine was like um, just knowing about the proximity of like where we were and in Santa Rosa and like that was kind of out there and I didn't know anything about it. Um, food, cooking, all that just kind of naturally brought wine in the conversation. So I think I'd buy like cheap Trader Joe's wine and then I found out about like, you know, wine shops that would have like deals on like Portuguese wine, like cheap Portuguese stuff and, um, and how just like delicious these things were and right. um, especially when paired with food, like even kind of the most like okay thing suddenly <laughs> had a place, you know. Um, so I liked that it seemed like it was a world that was expanding in front of me. Like, okay, maybe there's a lot here. <laughs> um, and then it was like, well, uh, needing a job and, you know, restaurants and I'm in California. So I've got access to working at these wine bars and they've got super cool, you know, like rare stuff coming through, right? Like your 100 acres and your screaming eagles and your, you know, Tokelon stuff, like all that cool stuff. Right. And um, I just suddenly had like access to these things through just like busing and then like waiting and then bar back, you know, doing all that kind of fun stuff. Right. Um, and then it was like, well, <laughs> you know, right. like, right, like, right. like I imagine like going to the Sistine Chapel or like whatever. And you're just mm -hmm. like, I didn't know this was here. You know, I feel like art's like that, right? Like mm -hmm. you, you hear like about that. art and like there's people who are like geeky about art and you're like, oh, okay, whatever. And then like if you go there and you see it and you're like, whoa, mm -hmm. like we just don't really have this appreciation as much in our culture or history or whatever, um, or maybe just access, right? Like even, even it's like, you know, you got to go pop into it. Uh, museum situation that's floating through Portland and heading to Seattle but then you go to Europe and it's like all around you that's just mm. it like all the buildings look so cool to a, an American yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah architecture is all ancient so. it is yeah when I was in Croatia last week you know we were we had a translator you know mm -hmm. local person and you know we were like hey we're gonna go see the, you know this castle have you heard anything about it no they're everywhere yeah yeah and now and it's, it's like, just... but no, but it, it's a castle. Yeah. yeah. And, no, yeah. I had that experience that you're talking about when I got out um, of a cab in Spain and to, um, in Barcelona and just like something that I'd like read about and then just like instantly started sobbing because it was so beautiful. <laughs> and it's just like that experience is, I think, uh, you can have that over and over and over in Europe, seeing yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Very cool. Did I answer a question? I don't know. Yeah, I don't you know did. Where we ended up. Yeah, no. It was like, how did there. you get into wine? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like an amalgamation. I think it was a lot, and then right. yeah, I think it was a lot. Yeah, and your uncle too. You were spending time. Um, my uncle in California. So he he collected um, wine, um, a lot of Napa stuff. He had a lot of old um, like first growth kind of stuff that was gifts that he was given, um, and then I got you know I did what I do with everything, which is like I just spent all my time like researching and you know studying all this stuff, and I was like you know I think you might want to like start cracking into some of these man like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they go forever <laughs> exactly yeah, they're expensive but right. um and so like i got to do that and then it just felt like one thing led to another and got in touch with um uh chateau Montalena and then you know got to jump in and do some cool stuff with them um and kind of kind of puts around the napa scene for a while and um discovered that i'm a little bit of a of a hippie and, uh, you know, um, kind of dug the Sonoma side of things a little more. You know, I, I felt like I had really quick access to seeing a lot of cool operations and, and really fine wines. And, um, and then I, I sort of 
noting the automation of a lot of things. Um, and especially in Napa, I mean, everything is so... Yeah, there's just a lot of money, you know, and there's a lot at stake, you know, for wines that are um, in auction or going to Hong Kong or, you know, what have you. And, 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 and I saw all that goes into that. And I'm like, wow, this is incredible. Um, and then aspects also felt like just really sterile. Um, seeing like automated punch down machines and like automated pump over machines and you know all this kind of stuff mm -hmm. and, and being in like facilities where it's like oh like there's like a consultant and they like come and check in on the wines and they taste them or do the blends but it, it, it you know it was just sort of not my scene mm -hmm. right. um, and then uh, jumped over to Sonoma and then you know uh, wine making internships and you know harvest internships and all that kind of stuff and, and just like right place right time and just got to get my hands dirty um making Pinot Noir and Zinfandel and Chardonnay and all the fun stuff and got to taste a lot of those wines and they were, you know, 12% alcohol and um, just really inspired by um, the freshness and, and, and the, the, the sense of place that all the wines had. And, and then I got to quickly kind of see the expansion of the industry in Sonoma and then where I felt kind of the best wines were continually coming from versus like kind of what the market was doing or demanding. And, and, and it, it just all was so like cool and complex and volatile. Like everyone was operating at the edge of this like volatility mm -hmm. right. constantly. And I'm like, oh, this is, I, I, could, I could hang here. <laughs> <laughs> this, this seems fun. <laughs> and it is fun. Yeah, yeah totally. It is, it is fun. Yeah. Um, okay, so as this wine is getting a little bit more room temperature, mm -hmm. I'm, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, you know, earlier I said that that raciness was kind of, you know, subdued a little bit. But wow. Now at room temperature, I mean, it's just, it's just singing. Thank you. And it's just, it, it's, again, it's not a slap you in the face kind of thing. And I don't want to slap me in the right. face kind of thing. <laughs> I want, I want something that has some character to it. And it just, it grabs me and it's, it's there immediately. So I... I just wanted to remark on it and that it's got Thank you. temperature a little bit more. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah this, this, this one, um, sorry. No, 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 go for it. Um, there was so much, uh, like, grip, I felt like, that the wine had when we were tasting it um, out of the punchins. Um, so we had these three punchins and, and poking through, and I think we, uh, you named them all. I named Hog, them all. Hogwarts Harry, character, Harry, Harry Potter, Potter characters. characters. <laughs> there was Luna and Hedwig. And Dobby. And Dobby. Were the yeah. three punches. Nice. Because I'm super geeky about that. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> not a bad thing at all. Um, but yeah, just, just, just poking through and it, you know, it was sort of neat to see the same lot of Chardonnay. I mean, it just treated the exact same way and just mm -hmm. put into neutral punchins. And then you started right. to see the different expression, you know, especially with the native ferment and, and, and maybe different amounts um, or strengths of lees and, and wow, do they taste different mm -hmm. when you're able to just taste them right there side by side. Um, but something that was really consistent throughout all three punchins is there was this thing of like sucking on a rock. Like there was a textural element there that left your mouth dry and, and, and just gave this sense of like just having a mouthful of rocks. Right. So it's this cool texture. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think a lot of what I was following in this one in particular was like, I want to see how this texture plays out, you know? Um, and I thought it would be fun, especially because the wine is so ethereal. And so not doing any lee stirring, letting that native ferment take place, neutral punch-ins, I felt like 
Well, one, I felt I was scared because I'm like, this is really easy to mess up. <laughs> like, 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 I'm riding this crazy edge of, like, revealing everything for the sake of preserving these, like, crunchy, subtle textures. Um, so that was, you know, scary. But also um, super fun to, to follow and just see, um, you know, what the wine wanted to be and, and what direction it wanted to go. Very cool. Yeah. Um, last year when I did the podcast... I, with um, married couples, I did a, like a newlywed game little segment (laughs) and I didn't prepare very much. So if you want to participate, I have one question that the both of you have to answer. Yeah. Yeah. Don't look at my answer. I'm ready. Okay. Well, so don't cheat. Don't cheat. (laughs) And the reason I ask this is I ask um, Jessica and Peyton West of Approachment. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So I asked the question to, to Jessica and the answer that uh, she gave just was like, Peyton was like, what? <laughs> and I love the reaction. So <laughs> that's, here, this like, like, I, I love say, splitting couples up. Yeah. It's super fun. <laughs> it is. Ask him, <laughs> dates or anything, he's going to fail. <laughs> nope, nope, it's, it's not that. So here's the question. And then, you know, both of you have to answer, you know. Okay. What, uh, so first, Michael, I'll ask you first. Okay. Oh. All right. Yeah. It's the middle of the night. The phone is ringing, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Mariel is in jail. What crime did she commit? <laughs> oh, um, I immediately thought, like, okay, this is this is this is, this makes sense so far. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds like there might be a lot of things that, that this could be. <laughs> um, kidnapped a baby. Kidnapped a baby. Kidnapped a baby. That's 100 percent true. Kidnapped a baby. Oh wow. 100 yeah. true. I okay. love babies. We were literally at a restaurant last night, yeah. and there was this baby sitting. A couple, not sitting. It was a baby, but right. it was <laughs> with its family, a couple tables away. Um, and I was like telling everybody that I was with. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go see that baby. Like I worked in the pediatric emergency department. I really love children. Right. And so. Um, I have, yeah, that's 100%. I would, yep. it's code pink. Okay. I would get, Very there'd nice. be an Amber Alert out for somebody's child, and yeah, right. I would Whoa. be behind bars. That guts. You don't have to play it out, so. <laughs> <laughs> and it would, and it, would be, it would probably be like a six-month-old baby with a very round head that smelled delicious. Yeah. You're, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See? <laughs> you, you nailed it. Good oh, job. Nailed it. Yep. All right. So the same question to you. If middle of the night, phone rings, Michael's in jail. What crime did he commit? Um, probably um, lighting something on fire that shouldn't be on fire. Okay. Um, recently, he we had a so like we had a Christmas tree in our backyard mm. that needed to be disposed of, and okay. we live in Tigard, like in a very similar neighborhood to what you live in, like close in. Right. It's not like we're out in the country or anything. And we had a fire. <laughs> yard and he thought uh i'm just gonna throw the dead christmas tree on top of it and it went whoosh and went up so i think probably arson um (laughs) okay so what the the one time time. (laughs) i almost blew up the house yeah that's the first time it happened yeah but you really did it there's like (laughs) the trees above it started to get i've actually never seen anything like it it was (laughs) was so scary it was so scary. He just was like, and then he just grabbed my hand and we sat there staring at it because we both didn't, nothing you could we didn't know what to right. do. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, the fire department's going to come. So I think it would be that. Okay. Probably. All right. Accidents happen. 
We all deserve second chances. Of course. Yeah. All right. So what what I'm hearing here is both of you are going to work together as a great team. Yes. You're going to create a fire and create a diversion yeah. so you can go steal, steal a baby. A baby. There you go. 100%. Yeah. That's yeah. a nice positive twist. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. All right. Shall we go on to the next wine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, maybe you want to cover Chom since we just kind of talked about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, so yeah, Shab, uh, you know, too much to say, um, <laughs> but that, that, that really was, um, yeah, I've loved the Shab wines for a long time and everywhere just from the, the, I mean, the whole range and the accessibility and the polish and the, the thought, um, but, uh, this idea of, again, sort of this winemaker, I, if you look at the winemakers I love, they're, you'll, they're, a lot of them, I feel like, kind of shy away from numbers and chemistry, right? Right. Um, and like I said, that just works easier for me. I can't follow a recipe to save my whole life. Um, plus, numbers stress me out. I think it's because I never, I was never good at math. I don't know. <laughs> um, and so, like with our numbers this year for our gamay that we brought in, it was like my yans were really low, um, like a hundred and fifty percent lower than you might want, right? Um, if you're listening to like any reputable institution that tells you how to ferment things. Right. Um, and so, like, I had a buddy, like, the camera, she's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I'm like, nothing, because then I'll get stressed out. And so, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so I think that's my way of, like, not taking the math test, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like skipping, skipping class and not taking the math test. Right. Um, so just to know that we sort of have this, like, compendium of, like, a lot of like institutionalized sort of like a compilation of data and data points and over time we're like this is what you look at um and that's done wonders to create better wine just everywhere in the world sharing that data sharing that information um i feel like that doesn't help you make this wine you know um and then it was like, oh, okay, like it's it's just a different recipe. It's just like, okay, it's not going by a recipe. It's going by some other type of recipe that doesn't rely on I measuring. Think you rely a lot on like forward. your sensory information yeah. to make decisions. But I liked I like the idea that, you know, that's that's naturally how I think about things too. Again, I think I don't maybe it's just like avoiding <laughs> <laughs> like what people want me to do or something and I'm like oh, I'll right. find a way around it um, <laughs> um, but I'm usually like pretty good at like navigating around things and like finding a different path and then figuring out that I'll, like there was a lot of winemakers out there that naturally thought like that as well it's like okay like there's hope for me um, <laughs> like I don't, I don't have to make wine you know based off of these things I can you know maybe make wine based off of um, having a deep library of textures and then using that library of textures to remind myself when texture accented freshness to enhance perception of acidity. And now you're like, oh, now I've got some room to play. And that's what I like. I like room to play. I don't like to have the right answer. I'm like, "Mm, I'm in the range, you know what I mean? (laughs) Which is like Muay Thai too. It's like you're fighting, right? So it's like, it's not, like if you go into a fight and you're like, I'm going to jab and I'm going to, you know, you're going to get beat up. Yeah. Um, But if you learn the interplay and you learn the, you know, kind of ever-changing um, chaos and order, right, this, right. this continual play, 
and for me, like that's what wine is and, and wine making. And it's like, it's, it's seeing the opposite element in the element you're currently working with, not trying to like standardize that element. Mm. Um, so I felt that there was a lot of room to play with a lot of the wines that I felt I enjoyed the best. And I'm like, well, that seems like counter like intuitive to like everything I learned growing up. It was like, there's a right way to do things. And if you want to do things on a high level, like you got to go to school and you, you know, you got to learn things this way. And, um, and it was like, but but wait, like these guys are making something and they're not going by those rules. Right. So it's like, well, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's, that is awesome. They're, they're, you know, talking about Muay Thai, um, I, I read a description of it and I'm like, why aren't you using this to talk about your wines, right? So it is known as the art of eight limbs, referring to the eight points of contact that are used to strike the opponent. Oh. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, like, you know, the art of, you know, eight sensories referring to the eight points of contact that like really grab the the wine connoisseur yeah. to like overwhelm I'm like them. making a mental yeah. marketing note right now to steal this from you. <laughs> okay, good. I yeah. hope you do. <laughs> yeah, I no. was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, that, that's, that's a perfect tie-in. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I thought you were say beat people up if they don't buy the wine. Well, yeah, I mean, too. you yeah. can do that too. As a last yeah. resort. As right. a last as resort, a right? I'm the muscle, obviously, in this relationship. So it yeah. would be me breaking kneecaps and, you know. Yeah, there you go. And you're, you're breaking the kneecaps. And then in the middle of the night, you're just setting arson to their, to their house. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Oh, <laughs> we sound Lord. way more exciting than we actually are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's we, what you're supposed yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we live in the world of social media. Right. Totally. Yeah. Also, can we talk about how much better this bottle of shop is than our Chardonnay? It's just can you stop? A lot oh, I, you know, I, I think Different. it depends on a person's taste. Yeah. 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 I but mean, this does, this is pretty it's incredible wild. for being it's wild. I mean, 2009. You, you, you smell like chamomile tea and then you get this like aspirin and then you know that the wine has age and you know that it's not lacking freshness. And mm -hmm. that's that order, chaos, interplay that tells you the other one's there and enhances it. I feel um, like this could go for another 10 years. It's already like oh, easily. I mean, 2009 you can just, and you can just look at the color of it yeah. and know that yeah. it's, it still has a bunch of time on it. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yummy. So one of the books it sounds like that you've really enjoyed over the years is uh, The Art of War. Yep. Yeah, a lot of, um, I don't know, I'm a nerd. <laughs> 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 uh, all, all the, a lot of Eastern philosophy. Right. A lot of, um, a lot of books on like ancient sword fighting techniques and, um, it, you know, you go and you, you read books on technique and sword fighting and then you read philosophies of the time and then you know a lot of the people who taught sword fighting were also philosophers themselves and you see the range and you see the power of an idea and you see the power of a sword that's been forged <laughs> you know through tens of thousands of folds and it's just the clashing and the range of all that that like grips everything um and it i just think it's um there's some good principles for life <laughs> there I, I i completely agree and the reason i brought it up is i was curious if you read the book the war of art no Ooh. no i like it exactly I like it. <laughs> it's and it's it's a short read it's easy 
but it is all about trying to get the expression of what you're wanting to put out there into the world mm. and the struggle that you have of like, is it good enough? Is it not good enough? And just mm. that constant battle of our internal selves of trying to bring art into the world. Mm. And so I, you know, just thought I might bring that to your attention. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. I'm sure you'd love yeah, that. Yeah. You're going to lose me for a while. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think there might be a bottle of wine involved yeah. and like it's rainy out. It's after harvest. That's, that's really cool. And like, I super resonate with that because something that's been, um, I can't even fully articulate all the things that I think about what I'm doing. And it became like really, um, I don't know, like obvious at some, like it just clicked all of a sudden and it was like, whoa, like this crazy internal struggle that I go through to, um, constantly satisfy whatever it is that you know allows me to feel at peace after I've thought about something every way I can possibly think about it. Right. I don't really want anyone else to, <laughs> to go through that. Like that's 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 the the you know that's the 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 blessing and the curse of uh, being behind the scenes. Um, but then once like the wine gets out, it's sort of like. Um, we just we're just happy to to share it and yeah. and want people to find something in it that drives their own inspirations and and right. if it's just a, a a meal or if it's a you know whatever it is yeah yeah no that's that is very cool uh, you know speaking of art and expression and trying to get your stuff out there one of your uh, labels you know how many times did it get rejected by the TTB <laughs> like six something six. like that it was something wild and it when you yeah because our original this raw that we made the label that we tried to put on it there's lots of rules about if you bring you know fruit over from washington into oregon obviously you can't use a sub ava um so we were just slapped like washington Syrah in there and like called it a day but they're very particular <clears throat> about you know how you can write things on there and every time you submit it it takes another couple of weeks and so mm, yeah. we originally had a totally different plan I think for that and then um, we had a picture from when we were first making wine in the garage and then we like slapped that on there in a cartoon form and that was and it's cool so we just went with that so it got rejected because of wording and not of picture <clears throat> or there was wording originally uh, and then yeah. Yeah, a lot of it was, I think, the technical information and not being able to use the sub-AVA and not being, and then it's like, well, if I can't use a sub-AVA, then it sort of feels weird to put the vineyard on there. And right. it, it just felt, you know, I don't know, it, it just wasn't wasn't working. And it's it was such another fun lesson and good lesson in that <laughs> I'd, I'd spent so much time sort of developing these labels and, and you know, working on the design concepts. And, um, and then it was like months and months of work. And then it was like, it didn't mean anything. <laughs> Which like, was okay. such such a good, you know, I'll be like Muay Thai back in this. It's like you can't, before you fight, you're doing all this training and then you get into a fight and you realize how much doesn't apply anymore <laughs> to what you were just doing. And, and a lot yeah. of that is like there's, there's additional energy here, mm -hmm. right? Like you're not just mechanically doing something. Um, and so like making those labels and working on design concepts, I, I was like, repetitiously like endlessly like mechanically doing something without realizing what it was going to have to go through in order for it to actually become a thing and <laughs> best laid plans and yeah. and the lesson was that like right 
I shouldn't be spending any time on it actually. And then like by the time we're ready to bottle, we'll just kind of boom, boom, boom. And so it was a, it was actually a good lesson in like efficiency. Like I don't need to be racking my brain over this right. um, <clears throat> and to kind of simplify that part of the process. Yeah. 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 yeah it, it's good to learn some, some things like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're about, I we're learning from the ground up. I certainly, you know, I do a lot of like the compliance side of stuff and talking to people and just it's all things that I have learned just like on the go, like <laughs> have no background in that. Yeah. So it's just like, it's fun that I, way, right? I get a little nervous. I get a little nervous <laughs> that I'm going to mess something up. Like I don't want to send I'd be nervous pe- too. I mean, that's the legal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to send the wrong paper to the wrong person and like yeah, make no, sure I'd like, you know, pay that. the man and all the things. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a little nerve wracking, but it's, uh, it's fun. You do a really good job out there. Thank you. Yeah. So Thanks. how nerve wracking was it, you know, getting, you know, sterilizing your feet and Michael <laughs> carrying you down the stairs to do foot stomping? This guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's like, you have to take your toenail polish off and um, then we're going to dunk your feet in sulfur. And then I'm going to piggyback <laughs> you down up from upstairs to downstairs. And then I'm going to gently place you in there to do massage. <laughs> and I was like. Okay. You know, he, um, it was all that, that training that he has done. He's like, we got this. Let's do this. He definitely, um, you know, like we want a clean product. And so, you know, I think that, uh, he definitely is very focused on that. And I, yeah, it's important. And that's why we got, you know, this beautiful clarity of wine and all the things. And so. You heard the condiment story. You know how my brain works. Like, (laughs) this is how it goes. Right. I'm, I'm, um, Yeah. Probably, but maybe, but maybe not for what what we want to do. Yeah, you know, but probably we don't. You know, we don't. We don't make a lot of wine, and so we're pretty meticulous. I think mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, just because, um, you know, if one little thing messed up our whole production, that's our whole production. Mm-hmm. We don't have like barrels and barrels and barrels to rely on, and so I think we're both. You know, at this point, I've definitely learned to be meticulous as well, and like. Right. You know, when I go and I do punch downs myself and he's like, make sure you wipe and all. And I'm like looking for every little thing that could be on there because I don't want him to go after me and I'm not there. <laughs> and he'll be like, I found this one smudge. Oh, and no. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, I failed. So <laughs> I'm very, I've learned to be meticulous as well, which is not my natural nature. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. It's good to be meticulous. I mean, I know that there's uh, one winery in the Valley that they will not allow their hoses to be, you know, drug along the the Mm -hmm. floor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's just. Yeah. Everybody's got their thing and their way of like making sure that they are making what they want to make. And I think like there's just a wide range of that. And um, there's a lot of, a lot a lot of attention to detail so that we can be really hands-off with it. You know, there's certain aspects mm-hmm. that are really maybe slightly more hands-on, like, like you know, pijaging through, you know, the first part of primary um, rather than, like, transitioning into punch-downs or something. But, you know, I like um, feeling the temperature of the ferment, you know, knowing that the temperature is varying in different areas um, and and being able to feel that with your leg and with your feet and, right. um, you know, 
for me, I feel like if I go do a punch down early on, I don't really know where the most active parts of the ferments are. I don't really know how much I'm spreading around the more active yeast and into what areas. So I could be pocketing more areas of, you know, CO2 ultimately, and I might have more reduction or all these things. And so being able to just feel it and, you know, that just works, works better yeah. for me. I couldn't hop in there this year, though. I'm not tall enough. Um, we are using a huge fermenter, and if I got in there, it would probably be up to my neck. Yeah, so. it did oh, get wow. to the point yeah. where I'm like, this is a lot of CO2. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, transition into. Yeah. But at that point, the, the heat distribution is better, and it's not yeah. as much of a concern. Once but, it gets active. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that is great. Yeah. Shall we dive into the third wine real quick? Yeah, yes. yeah totally. Okay. So we're doing the Gam Gams this year, and um, Gamay, maybe my, I don't know, I think my first like love affair, love affairs were Riesling and Gamay. Um, I thought about getting the Gamay out, and I'm like, oh, but you really like Chardonnay too, and I'm yeah. like, I was torn, Gamay, yeah. Chardonnay. Yeah. Oh. Um, so again, you know, and obviously another legend in the game, uh, LaPierre, you know, his kids are, have taken over the project. Um, but just, um, I think what I really love about this wine in particular is the complete sense of freshness, the interplay between the, um, I hate to use the word cleanliness, preciseness, and the volatility. Right. Um, I love that interplay. I, I will say that I'm not a big Britannomyces, a real big reduction, real, you know, anything in any one direction, but when they just play back and forth and it's in balance, I just see it as like so, so cool to walk that line. Right. Lapierre does it effortlessly, the wines feel ethereal, but they feel compact. And it's that compactedness and a light package that really inspires me for our gamay. Um, we're gonna be somewhere in between 11 and 12% on our Gamay. Um, like I said, flavors were there early, so we had this full spectrum of really, really bright, crunchy red fruits that I didn't wanna lose. Um, and so I'm really focusing on that kind of weightlessness with that compactedness so that you can have a low alcohol wine and have it not feel too light. Um, and I love Pierre's, you know, that's the man. I love the nose on this. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'll say it. Yummy. <laughs> yeah, super yummy. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's Love delicious. that stuff. That's the best word for wine. It really is. I, I mean, it, it, if anything, if we, what I want to make is yummy. <laughs> True, I mean, truly, like right. that's such a, a childlike, like obvious appeal to us is yummy. I remember like going through and making this like chart of like, okay, like it's really easy to talk about the things you want to make in a wine. It's really hard to implement exactly what you're thinking about. So you might say like, I want a wine that's complex and then, but how much complexity relative to like accessibility and mm. yumminess do you want? Because <laughs> complexity to a certain point limits yumminess and obviousness and accessibility. And so it's like with our Pinot Noir, something that I really wanted was a really delicate profile, but I wanted complexity. And in some ways, I feel like the complexity ran away a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, just really trying to pinpoint like first, second, third, like what's the most important. Right. And I think that on the nose on this, right, you get that sensorial, like that complexity on the nose, but there's something that's telling you like, this is going to be yummy. <laughs> and then reaffirmed on the palate, yeah. yumminess, yumminess, yumminess. Right. And then you sort of have this moment where we could just move on or we could sit there and talk about mm -hmm. it. 
and I, I want people to be able to drink our wines. And, and if you want to look for things, I think there's cool Easter eggs in there. If you don't, I hope we hit that yumminess factor so yep. that you can just do your thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I feel like there's a bit of a bell curve, too, with how you yeah. talk about wine. Like, you start out being like, I like this. It's yummy. And then as you learn more about wine, you start to, like, talk more seriously about it and are giving tasting notes. And you're like, pencil shavings and forest floor. And then you kind of go back down the other side of the bell curve to, to like, this is yummy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you don't feel yeah. the need to kind of, like, expand on it anymore when, like, you just like something. And I think that's, like, a good place to be. So, I, yeah, I feel like I'll drink a lot of things. I'll be like, yum. Yum. Yeah. And that's it. And that's all right. I've got to say about and, it. But I like it, you know. And that's all that's needed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I find there's wines that are really cool to taste. And, like, I'm, I've, I love tasting Barolo, you know, um, Elvio Cogno. I really love their Barolos. Um, but in Barbarescos and, and, and these wines, I think I love to taste those wines even more than I love drinking them. Um, because there's so much complexity. Mm-hmm. And, so, and sometimes it's just like, I'm like, I'm overwhelmed. You know, like I'll have a half glass of it and I almost can't sit back and, and just just drink it. Right. Um, but Gamay has that cool accessibility there where I feel like it just thrives in this place of um, yummy and accessibility. And then you can kind of go from there if mm-hmm. you want. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. No, that that is absolutely amazing. Going back to meticulous for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I need to know more about this hand de-stimmer that y'all created. Oh, Lord. That was a... He was like... <laughs> Did I ballpark us at like three hours? He ballparked at three hours. Well, he was up was really wrong. late one night watching <laughs> this family with a basket that had been woven probably by somebody's grandma back in the day over a fermenter. And they're rolling the grapes along this basket. But there's like 10 family members doing it. And it's hand de-stemming the grapes that way. Mm. And so he wakes up the next day and he's like, I've got an idea and we're going to hand to stem these. We're going to do it just like they did in Savoie in this big basket. And I was like, yeah, where are we going to get a big basket? 3 a.m. YouTube. <laughs> I'm looking at family videos in Savoie. Yeah. And um, yeah. Super cool. It was so very cool. cool. It's a cool video. Yeah. So cool. Don't I'm like, be... first of all, where do I get a small village of people who sure. like want to like that? want to do this. But like, that's normal. <laughs> You that's know? normal. Like, they, to see yeah. that, that's so cool. It is that's, so cool, yeah. yeah. And overseas, I mean, everybody right. is a community. Yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. helps out. Yeah. And so, you know, our version was closet-made racks that we zip-tied together and put over a fermenter and rolled the grapes over with our hands. It took a long time. It took a long time. He was like, <laughs> I think it's going to be like, it'll take like two hours. It was like eight eight hours or something ridiculous yeah. like that. It took us forever. But, you know, I think... You know, it speaks for itself. It's got really like nice, delicate flavors because of that treatment. Like I'm right. going to attribute it only to that. <laughs> of course, because I have to because it took so flipping long. We like, did it half. Was, it we, was only that. We did that half, it. and then we pissed the shit out of the second half. Like, <laughs> we're done. Like, yeah. After that third bottle of champagne kicked in, yeah. right, I think we're done doing this process. Yeah. But it was super cool to play with this idea. And again, maybe there was too much volatility and complexity in that wine, and not enough just like accessibility in the mid palate. But like. What happens when, like, with a destemmer, you get so much more uniform, um, you know, tearing of the the stems, um, and so there's a lot of different ways at diff at literally every part of the winemaking process where you can look at homogenization versus non-homogenization. Right. Um, and I started, you know, listening to a lot more people who were looking at it through the lens of non-homogenization and dealing with like. 
all of the factors, right? And so it was like, okay, by handy stemming, like everything is being destemmed differently. <laughs> um, and it's sort of like, you know, that's, that's cool. Like, let's see what that does, you right. know, um, and sort of what parts of the process do we like to be a little more uniform about? What parts do we like to um, be less uniform about? Um, like, where does it make sense? Where does it not make sense? Um, it's a really cool process, you know, yeah. even just being connected, you know, to it. We're warming it up. We're touching it. We're helping yeah. it to start that ferment. Um, and you get a sense of the ripeness. You get a sense of the varied ripeness, the cluster uniformity or the range of clusters. Um, and so it was just another way to sort of look at the range of possibilities um, that we can kind of incorporate. It ended yeah. up being fun. It was just a long process. Well, yeah. And it's a great story. <laughs> yeah, it is. A it is story. such a great story. It is a good story. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I uh, that I noticed, like on your website, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for people to come, you know have a taste of your wine you bring wine to the people mm-hmm. so you come you know you go to the people and like you don't even necessarily bring all of your own wines you bring other wines like you did today yeah and that is such a cool little twist and it's it's really amazing what uh what made you think of doing that i think it's just like inspirations for us like obviously um you know logistically part of it is due to the fact that we have a single wine that we made in 2022 that we focused all of our efforts on which was the chardonnay um but we want to put it in context with other things that we love or that inspire us um and i think that's a good way for people to kind of get more exposure to things that we like and kind of understand who we are and like what we're inspired by and what kind of drives us and so i think to have people taste things that we love um it's just kind of a fun way to you know, explore a little bit. And then, you know, I, I think even if we had six different wines that we made, we might, we might still do it because there's just so much that we love to drink and like, we want to share it with people. I don't know if that's what you think about it. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's incredibly, um, difficult to get access to, uh, certain wines that inspire you. Um, and so, you know, one, if I'm, if I'm going to pop a bottle that we really love first and foremost, like that's what I'm trying to do with our wines is just share something I love. Um, and so I obviously have these other producers who are just way better at what they do at this point. And I, I would love to share that with other people. Um, and like I said, it's a continual learning, you know, continually tasting. Um, I feel like it's it's personal education for us every single time, as much as I think, like, I have a pretty good um, memory of things I've tasted. No, and... he has, like, an insane memory of things that he's tasted. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it's really great then to taste something that's then had time to evolve for a few more years and, and reference that last point where I tasted it. And then it's like, whoa, like I didn't see this part coming right. or, Oh yeah, this is exactly what I thought. Oh, okay. So like when they talked about kind of doing things this way, maybe this is what I'm tasting. Maybe that's how it translated. Um, and so it's, you know, just this, this ever evolving game and, and yeah, just being able to share things. Like I said, we don't, we don't make very much. Um, maybe, this will change a little bit as we go forward, but I think just sharing things we love in general is something you and I are really mm-hmm. passionate about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always fun to. We slip like love in. having people over. We love like opening wine for people. I right. think that's like where our souls meet. Is like yeah. just kind of entertaining right. and like showing people that we love them by like 
showering them with food and wine. Right. Like it's just a lot of what we love to do. So. Yeah. And maybe, you know, I think I mean I think most people haven't had a lot of these wines. Mm-hmm. You know, and and Exactly. And so it's like I at some point learned about them from other people. And it's like, well, love to pass that on and, and share that to other people. And then maybe that sparks something for them. And they're like, wow, like mm-hmm. now I think about wine kind of differently. Or maybe I do like this style of wine. Or maybe, a, you know, maybe I, I, I like reduction. Or maybe I like this varietal. Or maybe I'll go visit this place. Or, you know, you know what have you. Right, yeah. right, right. No, that that is great. Yeah. All right. So I have some rapid fire questions. Oh, fun. And then we'll reveal the blind wine after that. Okay. Cool. All right. So, favorite artist to listen to during harvest? Ooh, you go first. Rage Against the Machine. Oh, it speaks to my heart right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did I listen to the other day driving out to the vineyard that I was like, oh, that's great? Um, I think, I mean, a lot of it for me is Radiohead. Um, and now um, I can't remember what I was listening to. So that's it's okay. Gone. Radiohead. Yeah. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Polar opposite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite indulgent food? Um, sandwiches. That's indulgent food? Yeah. I mean, a lot. A lot of sandwiches. Oh, yeah. you're saying like you would like, like the, the amount. The amount. Oh, you're saying like it has to be like a cheesecake on top of like a pie or like. <laughs> well, like when you're like, I. So, for example, you know, one person answered, I was like, I love champagne, potato chips, creme fraiche, yeah. and caviar. Yeah, that's sure. delicious. Is that indulgent? Yeah. Oh. Caviar? We might be hedonists. <laughs> we are hedonists. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, he makes a really amazing duck breast. Oh. Yeah. Mm. That I really enjoy. Okay, wait. Let's linger on this for a second. I like this now. Okay. Um, now that I have context for indulged. Um, yeah. I mean, other other winemakers Ch- have yeah, said Ch- like smash burgers. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Smash yeah. burgers. Chips. I, I bet you eat a lot of chips. I'm a snacker. He is such yeah. a snacker, yeah. You know, okay. I just like I like to have a poke and then a... I don't like when, like, flavors stop. Right. <laughs> so, like, when... <laughs> I don't like when flavors stop. I sound like I'm five. Do you guys like when flavors stop? That makes I don't. me sad. <laughs> makes me very sad. <laughs> I don't oh think they God. should do that. They shouldn't make it that way. Um, yeah, like when flavors stop. Um, <laughs> like, like, like <laughs> you know. Just keep saying it. Um, if I say it, will it be more true? Like, okay, cap, like um, Cabernet and, and, and like steak like is just like okay for me. Because for me, the flavors stop. It's like complementary things. I like right. a lot of contrasting things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you mentioned, like, the potato chips and, and the champagne and the textures and the flavors. I like when you can keep, like, as soon as something tastes the same more than a couple of times, I'm just done. Yeah. I'm just, like, I've got to move on to something else. Like, I, I feel like you prefer, like, a burger with white burgundy. Yeah. And, like, which is very... Yeah, to, like, pop off the pickles. Okay. So I like a lot of, like, <laughs> palate resets and... Okay. Play. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that is good to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you could choose a superpower, what would it be? Flying. Flying? Yeah. Easy. Does that... Hey, I have a question about this. Okay. Is Go that okay? Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah, of course. Okay. Anything. I f- <laughs> if with flying, do you automatically get some, like, extra, like, invincibility? Because if you... Are you flying and if you hit something, you're done? Oh, great. You know what I Good mean? Good question. Mm-hmm. Um... I sure. Like, Let's but, say yes. Yeah. You, that, I don't know if that's a great superpower then because you're going to run into stuff and die. Why, 
Why? I don't most, do that when I'm walking most of the time. Why would I do it when I'm flying? Well, most <laughs> most superheroes that fly, though, they can also run into stuff and not die. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right? I mean, if you collide into an airplane, you don't want to die. Right. right. Okay, I'll take Or like if you're flying time. and a bird hits you, you're donezo. <laughs> if you're just your normal weak human self but can fly, right? Am I wrong in this? <laughs> <laughs> You know, or if there's some turbulence in the wind or right. whatever. That's I mean, true. Okay, I'll uh, take invincible, invincible flying as my... Invincible flying. Good workaround. Yeah. Nice. I like yeah. that. And yours? I like that. Um, invisible seems fun, but it seems like I couldn't help people. And I feel like if I'm have a superpower, I should help people. Hmm. Um... So maybe super strength. Okay. Like. But then if I didn't have super speed, four. I couldn't get to like natural disasters and like do anything with it. Okay. Mm. You're gonna have to decide you, on one. You need to find a workaround. <laughs> I gotta find. I gotta find a workaround. Yeah. 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 I like. You know who I think I like. I think I like. Um, who's the man who does things with water? Aquaman. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because that would be helpful. Yeah. To, okay. To, yeah. Because I feel like you know the ocean. And the more that I could do things to participate in the, you know, equilibrium of maintaining the ocean, um, okay. that would, that's probably the, the most so impact you want to be Aquaman. I have. Okay. That I would would invincible great. flying Aquaman. Yeah. All right. All right. That was our short answers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Harvest notes, are they written or digital? <laughs> oh my God. We're the worst. <laughs> I take pictures. Notes. <laughs> I take pictures so that we remember what days things happened and right. when we did oh, things. No. And like, we're terrible at notes. Uh, okay. We're really bad at it. Yeah. Okay. So, I, but we remember things. Yeah. Like, we know what we did. We know what we added. We know generally what dates those are, but they'll be like, what day did we do this? Notes give me anxiety because then you can go back to a note and then you can have new information and now your note is like accusing you. It's like looking at you like, <laughs> you yeah. did the wrong yeah. thing and now I know I did the wrong thing. Yeah, right. we tried. We we started a notebook, I think, first year and it was like 9, 16, 22 and then it was like when, whatever we did that day, yeah. that lasted about two days and that was it. Yeah. And then we fell off of it hard. This is maybe we why both. we can't scale. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, why we'll never get yeah. there. Yeah. No. Well, it's a lot Fine. of it's in the moment stuff. Yeah. And yeah, so I think notes like freak me out. Maybe similarly to like running too many numbers. Because right. if I have the information, then I start feeling pressure to work off of the information. And so if I have the notes, I start feeling pressure to take the notes into like into account too much mm. right. and it's like distracting yeah um, so no notes I, the, no notes no it's notes. not even digital okay. or yeah it, that's great there's just none yeah it's all up here <laughs> it's and all it's up a here. feeling yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah no and that's good that's good yeah. she'll ask me stuff she'll be like hey, what did we do for this and I was like you know we were we just you know we did this. Yeah, it worked. It worked. Did, it, did it work? Yeah. I'm like, why are you asking? Right. Leave it alone. Why are you bringing it up? <laughs> um, all right. Last final question for uh, Rapid Fire. Last book you read. It could be on Audible or it could oh, even be like a podcast or something. Um, last book I read was um, The four, uh, four, four Feathers. I think it was called Four Feathers or The Winds of Four Feathers. Something in that, in that realm um, about... The like the depression and the dust bowl that happened in America. It was very interesting. It was a sad book. I cried very hard at the end. I was going to say that sounds sad. It was very wow. sad. Yeah. Right. 
Why are you reading about the Depression? I, because it was an interesting book. I don't know. It was given to me by Amanda, and she was like, you should read this. You'll like it. She gave me a stack of books when I went to her house. Because uh, I don't go out and buy my own books. I yeah. just rely on her to hand them down to me. That's really good, though. Yeah. I feel like that's way better. There's and, too many options. Yeah. Yeah, because it's if so I went to the bookstore... someone store, recommends you a book, and they're like, read this. You're like, Yeah, okay, if I went to the bookstore, I, I could never just like pick something. I'm like, I'm going to read this. So right. when she just hands me a stack, I trust her judgment. She likes to read. Yeah. And I just read what she gives me. And Very then nice. I'll pass them along. Yeah. So now I have at my that I haven't started the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, and that's my next book. Super good. Yeah. Yeah. What about yourself, Michael? Um, something. Also, I don't know why I've been critical of you reading depressing stuff. Probably like something like <laughs> Dostoevsky. <stuff. laughs> I read. I like like um, like philosophy stuff. Like the kinds. Of, I don't know. Like in like Greek philosophy. I like all the puzzles. Okay. Um, I like, I like, um, it's mostly all philosophy. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Philosophy, wine stuff. Yeah. Um, no, that's cool. Yeah. All, right. all philosophy and wine books. All right. Well, <laughs> shall we reveal the blind wine? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, it was a hard decision. I wanted to, I, I was going to get a, um, a Chardonnay from, um, uh, White walnut, mm. right? And I'm like, ah, he might guess that way too easy. Yeah, yeah, we left this wine. Right, because I mean they're unique. They're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So I had to dig deep a little bit further. Yeah. And so you had some time in Antica Terra. And uh, so Tom, who has Pray Tell, you know, I wanted to. I, I brought that out because that's awesome. Yeah, it's delicious. It's really delicious. We've never had his wine. Yeah. So this is amazing. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, you're welcome. Really delicious. Yeah. Super cool. What's, um, so he's doing his own, what did he do? Did he learn to make wine with Maggie? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. He learned to make wine uh, with Maggie. He has, oh, I can't remember the blend, but it's like, I want to say it's a Pinot Noir Merlot blend. Mm. Mm. It's a very unique blend. Yeah. And... Oh my gosh, it's so good. Yeah. I uh, blinded uh, Andrew Rikers from Audayant, who was assistant to Maggie mm -hmm. on that wine. And he's like, what in the heck is this? Because it yeah, was I'm so unique. Yeah, I'm trying to unique. imagine how that would kind of... Yeah. And, and you know, when we turn the cameras off and whatnot, I'll, I'll pull the bottle because I can't remember the blend exactly. Yeah. But it, yeah, it was awesome. a unique blend and I love what Tom was doing. No, this is, this is beautiful. Delicious. Yeah. Yep. Super tasty. It's right up our alley. Yeah. Love it. Well, very, very cool. cool stuff. Well, do you have any questions for me before we wrap up? What's your favorite thing about doing these podcasts? I love doing the research mm. and finding out like the little idiosyncrasy, like just details. Yeah, I'm like trying mm. to think like where we talked about you sorting through my condiments. That was a deep cut. Like, great yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this man takes notes. Uh -huh. You know, it, it, and it's it's fun because I get to know the people behind the, the label more. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what needs to like shine. Yeah. And yeah. so that's, that's why I do this. Have you, oh, can I have a question? Do yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah, 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 yeah. Do you ever, have you ever met, have you ever loved, and you don't have to say who, any, who they are. Right. Have you ever loved the wines? And then you meet the person, and you're like, oh, they're kind of, do you I'll say, yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Okay. It's not us, right? 
<laughs> no, it is not you. It is not you. No. Just checking. No pressure. Yeah. No pressure whatsoever. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. No, this has been an absolute blast. Thanks for um, having us. I didn't know fun. much about your story. Yeah. You know, but we've been sitting here for over an hour and just to... Yeah get to know you more it's been an absolute pleasure thank you and it's been it's yeah, been a blast i hope that when we go back and watch this i answered questions. some questions you did oh like, you okay. did and i yeah. didn't just talk like a river of thought no no you did and great. wander away okay. no, no you did great. Okay. yeah <laughs> yeah no it was all great <laughs> very good answers it was all, great. all right well so thank we, you thank you so much I no appreciate thank it. you this yeah. is great loved it thanks awesome. for having us thank you Thank you for joining me on this flavorful voyage through the world of wine on the Wine Notes podcast. I've been your host and guide, AJ Winesettle, and it's been an absolute pleasure sharing these captivating stories with you. But alas, like the last sip of a fine vintage, our time together must end. But don't fret, my wine-loving friend. The cellar doors of the Wine Notes podcast will always remain open, waiting for you to return and explore new conversations, stories, and musings from the captivating people behind the magical world of wine. Before you go, hit that subscribe button on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and don't forget to leave a sparkling five-star review to help spread the word. Until our glasses clink again, remember to savor light's moments and let the spirit of wine and camaraderie linger on your palate. Cheers, and as always, may your wine glass be full, your heart be light, and your journey be delightful.